recently I became aware that a certain archbishop and a certain archdiocese in the United States has closed the churches once again and has been receiving all kinds of flack and protests and you name it, and uh, recently put out a letter attacking his critics and trying to quell the criticism. Well, I've received a copy of the letter, and what I'm working on here is something for those of you who live in that particular archdiocese or any place in the country where the bishop closes churches again and puts out a similar letter, this is how you deal with it. And also to encourage those of you who have written and called and given him a hard time. Those of you who are in front of the chancery this past Sunday protesting. I don't know if you'll ever hear this or even know about it, but I want to encourage you to continue. And here are some tools to help you in your battle. The first section of this particular letter comes down to three basic points. And I label them as such. First, trust the science. Second, the government and experts want this. And third, the vulnerability of clergy. Trust the science. Let's tackle that first. First of all, science doesn't lie. But scientists do. Human nature is always there. When there's agendas, when there's money involved, because where are they going to get the money for the research if they don't carry the government's water? Um, yeah, the conclusions are suspect. Because the science might not lie, but the scientists do. To quote someone close to me, show me the data. The unfiltered, undiluted, raw data and how you came to those conclusions, if you want me to even consider where you're coming from. But just saying, you know, X, Y, or Z, and if you don't believe it, well, you're, you, don't, you don't follow science, that's not a logical argument. It holds no water. It is fallacious. Second, the government and the experts want this. Well, first of all, the government has no authority over the church. The church is headed by Jesus Christ the King, not a communist governor, not any governor. And experts, according to whom and by what standard? Dr. Fauci, who in the 80s was telling people you get AIDS from being in the same room as someone with HIV? This guy has been wrong more than the Meteorological Society, and we're supposed to believe him? No, thank you. I'll trust my own judgment and the judgment of those that I respect. But the government does not have authority over the church. You have dethroned Christ the King, as I said in my Christ the King sermon. You have thrown Christ overboard and crowned the governor of your state as head of the church, and you expect us to take you seriously. Again, I think not. Your third point, vulnerability of the clergy. Well, yeah, 
I'm one of those vulnerable clergy. But when we signed up for this, it's also to imitate our master, to lay down our lives if necessary. And if you're unwilling to do that, unwilling to put yourself in harm's way to serve God and his people, you are unworthy of your priesthood. Let me say that again. If you are unwilling to lay down your life, then you are unworthy of your priesthood. Just go home, quit lying to yourself, and quit lying to God. Quit wasting your time, quit wasting the people's time, quit wasting God's time. The clergy then are told, okay, you could do a mass outside. Well, what happened to, uh, we're worried about the vulnerable clergy, the old folks and whatnot. It's November. It's getting cold. It's already snowed in some places in your archdiocese. And you're wanting these elderly priests to stand outside in the cold wind and snow. Um, how, again, is that consistent, Your Excellency? And also, you know, when you really get down to it, since when do you care about lives? You sure didn't care about my life when I was in your archdiocese with what happened there. You haven't cared about the lives of the unborn. You've been going along with the governor and everything else that she dictates, and you have not exactly been outspoken about her leaving the abortion clinics open while your churches remain closed. While they're offering sacrifice to Satan, the holy sacrifice of the Mass is not being made available to the people. No wonder your cities are falling apart, Archbishop. Section 2 basically is entire equivocation. Downplaying the importance of the Eucharist just as he plays games with morality with that seamless garment, meadow muffin stuff. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. The fulfillment of Christ's promise to remain with us to the end of time. And this you were putting on level with something else? God have mercy in your soul, Archbishop, because you obviously have lost your faith. You have lost your way. Later on, we uh, go down to some other issues where the Archbishop, again, can't seem to get out of his own way. He goes on and on about how the body is just as important as the soul, that these people that claim the soul is so much more important are wrong. Well, it's another straw man. Um, the highest law of the church is the salvation of souls, not the salvation of the body. The body is important, granted. However, when... If we were to follow your logic, Archbishop, every martyr was a fool because they died. They sacrificed their lives. They gave it up for the good of their soul. So, follow your logic. Oh, every martyr in the church's history, past, present, and future, is a fool. 
How do you think that's going to play out for you on Judgment Day when they see you? When you have to stand before the seat of our Lord and say, all those folks over there, the martyrs, they're fools. No, my dear Archbishop, I'm afraid in the end it is you who are the fool here. We're all adults. Oh, let me back up a moment. You use a scripture from the Gospel of Luke. Well, you know, there's a funny thing about scripture. You can make it say whatever you want by taking something out of context. Here's an example. And Judas went and hanged himself. Go thou and do likewise. Does scripture endorse suicide? Of course not. We have to read the Bible in context. What you're doing is no different with that quote than what I just did, putting some kind of phony baloney thing together about go thou do likewise. Why did he cure the woman? Look in the context to show he's Lord of the Sabbath. He's more important than the Sabbath. He is the Sabbath. And also the teachings that coming before and after are confirmed by the miracles. Just like most of the miracles in the New Testament. Especially in John, the Gospel of John, where he multiplies the loaves and the fish before the discourse on the Eucharist. He performs the miracle to confirm his power, his authority, and his truth. And again, with the salvation of souls. John chapter 6, He who eats my body and drinks my blood will have life everlasting. He who does not will not. By denying access to the Mass, you are spiritually starving your people. The basic food and drink for the soul is being withheld, and the graces therein are being withheld. Yes, a spiritual communion can be made. Yes, it can bring some graces, but it is not the same. You are guilty of the spiritual death of thousands, possibly more. Every soul in your archdiocese that dies without access to the sacrament because of your commands will be held against you on the day of judgment. As the head shepherd of the flock, not only have you abandoned the sheep, you have called in the wolves. You have welcomed the wolves. And the sheep are being destroyed because of your carelessness. As to the, uh, we're all adults here, we should be able to choose for ourselves and your phony baloney response to that. So let's take a look. We're shutting down over a virus that has far less than a 2% mortality rate. And, uh, you know, there was a swine flu a few years back that killed far more people, was far more lethal. Why didn't we shut the churches then, if it's about that? This is a purely political move. This has nothing to do with health. It has nothing to do with anything except your political ideology. 
it's sad to see. You know, I forgot who it was, but during the Reagan administration, he referred to the USCCB as the the Democratic Party at prayer. Well, these days you could drop even the at prayer, just the Democratic Party cloaked in miters and zucchettos. You're not fooling your people, Your Excellency. You're only making yourself look bad. You truly have my pity. So even with the churches wide open during the swine flu, churches wide open through deadly flus we've had for years, why now? Why this? I think the answer is obvious to anyone who hears this. We can also look at history to see how the church responded in the past. You know, there was a thing you may have never heard of, Your Excellency, in the Middle Ages called the Black Death. And it swept through Europe, swept through Rome, and was killing people. They were literally dying in the streets. You know what the Pope, what the Holy Father did, what the bishops, what the priests did? They had more masses. They had more processions. They did. They had more time for prayer, penance, and sacrifice, and the sacraments to implore God's mercy, and it worked. Your lack of faith is contributing to the things you're trying to prevent. You're playing into the enemy's hands, Your Excellency. Truly, in the end, it comes down to this. Do you believe the church, the Eucharist, is necessary for the salvation of souls? If not, quit lying and resign. Quit hiding behind your mitre and your power, your position, and just walk away. That at least would be honest and respectable. But to continue this assault on God's people and God's house is not forgivable. In the end, I can only say this. I pity you. I fear for your immortal soul. And I hope that one day you will wear that mitre worthily instead of being... Archbishop Sparky, the gubernatorial lapdog. People of the Archdiocese there, stand firm, keep fighting, keep praying. My prayers are with you, and I will be with you in spirit as you continue to fight for the salvation of souls, the dignity and liberty of Holy Mother Church, and for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ, our King.